Ah. Mama. Mama. We made it. What it, what it, what it do though? <laughs> I love that. You feel me? Tell them, ladies news. and gentlemen. We're in a polar bear's den. <laughs> it's freezing fucking cold in here. Shout out to like the. New she keeps it cold. Few guests that have said that, and I feel you. So I just have to turn the AC off. Yeah. We got a very dope guest with us today, my brother Mansa. Mansa, what the fuck is good? What's going down with you, baby? Uh, nothing, man. Mansa from Northern Mansa of the Hill. Mansa, Mansa, Mansa of, of the, the Hill. Hill. That, that also right. works. You feel me? There you go. Nothing, man. Chilling, dog. I've, I've been excited to do this thing to you guys i guess yeah but yeah it was actually it, it's actually really dope to me because the first time we met shout out to brett sweeney he brought you over yeah. with the homie what was what was homie's name phantom phantom yeah phantom, phantom. yeah, yeah it's lit phantom. shout out phantom mm. what's up family yeah um it was dope and like it, it's crazy because when you meet people you just really get a sense of their energy and naturally i was familiar with your music it's wild because like listening to you your craft you have a very like there's a depth to the feeling. You feel Thanks, what I'm saying? Man. And you have a very like, it's a beautiful view and a beautiful voice like in that element. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and to meet you, you're a very quiet and composed dude, naturally. And it's beautiful that you hit me up and wanted to come chop on a podcast. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Well, thanks, man. I'm just, I'm, like I said, I'm a fan of podcasting. And I was just like, yo, people I know are doing podcasting. Like, yeah. Sick. I get to fucking talk and shit. Straight up. <laughs> so whereabouts in the Bay are you from? I'm from Oakland, California. The town and the building. West Oakland, California. West Oakland you know, in like the, the building. Side, but you know, like I, I've been, I've lived everywhere in Oakland. Cool. Much. Yeah. What, what was early childhood like for you? Like what was growing up like in the Bay um, as young man's? So unlike a lot of people, yeah. I feel like this is a rarity with myself. Yeah. But um, I grew up in the hills, you know. So like, like no one I know is from the hills. I went to this like, as far as school, I went to this like small, like almost private school. It kind of is like a private school. It's like a K through eight. It's called Hillcrest uh, Hillcrest Elementary. It's like okay. School, and it's a K through eight, and it's like there was like sixty people in our middle school, and like. So it's like family, like the whole middle school, sixty people. So oh wow! Wow! I know everybody, like first and last name, middle name. It's like a family type thing. That's crazy. But yeah, that I did that until I was, you know, middle school age, and then I like kind of moved to the hood. Then I started my West Oakland adventures. What was that like? And uh, and when did when did you make that move to the hood? Around like thirteen. Okay. You know. Okay. So like oh, okay. Right. Prime teenage years. You know. Yeah. I made the move to West Oakland, dog. And what what was what was that growing up in? Like, it, it seems like it was like separated from where the hill. Like, what was the difference with the hills? Like, was it just? Oh, the hills is like fucking sheltered and shit. You know, like uh, sheltered. You know, I'd never. I don't think I'd ever really been to downtown Oakland. Oh, really? Wow. I don't think. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. You know, I just. I don't know. I, I. You know, sheltered. You got your community. You know, I was in Montclair a lot. I don't know if you guys, if you'd ever yeah. been to Montclair, like yeah, that yeah, area. yeah. You know, just the hills, skateboarding, things like that. So you had a. You grew up pretty much with all the same kids, like throughout middle yeah, school, elementary. Much, you know, you had your tight crew. Yeah, fortunate. Well, fortunate little lifestyle I was living. Nice. Wait, what kind of stuff were you into as a kid? Was it like creative? Were you scholastic, academic? Uh, 
skater, <laughs> baller. Definitely skater. Skater is one thing. Like you know, just like a usual, you know, kind of, kind of kid from the hills. Like just skating. We kind of started doing music. Like I kind of started rapping. I've always been doing music for a while. That's why. Yeah. You know, people ask me like how long I've been doing music, and I just say like, man, stupid long. Since the like, youth. There's there's like layers to that question. Like like when did I start doing industry stuff, or when did I start ah, well, like yeah, when singing? You, <laughs> but like you know, there's when did music it for a first? Long time yeah, now. when did yeah. music first even hit you? Like a, a joy or like a feeling? Uh, probably like eight years old, dog. Like Dope. watching like Michael Jackson videos on my fucking VCR. What do you call it? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, just yeah, watching him, Prince was another big one. And, you know, I was kind of like, you know, doing what every I think kid does and imitating him. And I would dance around the house, you know, real sus stuff. But it's all good. I mean, bro, like that, <laughs> that, that's how a lot of cats that yeah. some great found music to be a passion came up. But you know, like I, you know, this is when when was two thousand when was when was that eight when was that two thousand three see uh, two thousand three so yeah like rap was becoming the thing you know in 2003 yeah. it's rap's been the thing since the late 80s but Absolutely. i'm just saying like it was like you know a thing you know cameron pop it off you know yeah. people like you know what i'm saying so i started rapping i guess when i was like eight i was like oh i have a knack for like rapping and rhyming and i was right i wrote my first raps at eight years old probably <laughs> but i don't like really consider that when people ask me, like, yo, when did you start doing music? I don't consider that when I started doing no, music. No, absolutely not. No, it's just like when it starts, you know, when you start to become interested in yeah, music. Yeah, but that's when music became like, okay, this is one of the things I'm okay at, along with skating and, you know, doing other nerd stuff. Do you have uh, brothers and sisters or anything? <laughs> I do. I have uh, three siblings, three uh, close siblings, immediate siblings. Um, I have an older sister who's okay. 26. She's about four years older than me, and I have an older brother who's two years older than me, and then I have a younger sister who is seven years younger than me. So there's like a big gap between her, and she's a half sister for my stepfather. And um, yeah, screw up. But that was my immediate. But then I have mm. like, you know, typical black family. I have like my father, my biological father, who like a few other kids somewhere in the middle of California that I rarely see. You know? mm. Word. What, what was like family life like growing up with you? Moms, pops. Um. My well, so the man who I consider my father, who like I call dad, is yeah. my stepfather who raised me, who I've known since I don't know when. You know, he raised yeah. me from like one years old. So uh, he was a lawyer. He did some cool lawyer stuff. He represented like a lot of athletes and uh, entertainers and stuff like that. And so he was able to afford us that life in the hills. You know, absolutely. Mm. And uh, you know, I got to experience those luxuries. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, then it all changed, you know, one day. Like, I don't mean, sounds like a story. Then it all changed. But yeah. <laughs> it all changed one day he got sued, dog. And he lost everything, dog. Oh, he lost wow. his He lost his bar license. And I didn't understand what was going on at the time. So that's why there was such a precipitous decline for me at 13. Man. I went straight from, like, you know, not never been to downtown in my life, you know, to West Oakland. Man, so you went from, like, suburban in the hills life. For sure. Of skating. Yeah, Michael Jackson yeah. writing writing some rhymes. Yeah, West Oakland, West Bang. Oakland, dog. What was that like? That that it, it seemed was it like just a big jolt out of nowhere, or did it like gradually like you saw a decline and it just there, happened? Yeah, it was a I don't know how to describe it. It was a quick decline, but like you saw the houses get smaller and smaller for mm. reasons you didn't understand when you yeah. were yeah. Like I mean, your kids. Yeah, and the family kind of like shields it from you, but like just like. 
the change in lifestyle like that's the one yeah. thing the kids so like a notice. typical wealthy family growing up yeah. in a suburban lifestyle you have like one house you know yeah and a and a pet maybe we had like a fucking mouse or something or something like that we didn't have a dog <laughs> but a, a ham- it was a hamster it was a, it was a yeah something like that dog and then he died we had to bury him anyway um <laughs> you have this one house that you live in our house is like four stories yeah. it was a nice house like five bedrooms it was a nice house you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and um you stay there for like 13 years and then you have to, you start moving all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? Why are we fucking moving? Yeah. And then you move again seven months later and then a year later wow. you're moving and moving, moving. These like, so I went through probably like, like seven to 10 houses, bro. Different homes and stuff, you know, like all within like probably two years. That's insane. Man. And That's you just, insane. you see them get smaller and smaller. And then one day you're just like, you know, 13, you're living in a one bedroom with like your three siblings, oh, you know, wow. man. What was that like for you as a kid? As a kid, it doesn't like, it's not affecting you as much as like, you know, maybe a little bit older, like 19, 18. But as a kid, you know, you're just like, this is cramped and weird, but, you know, still going out skating. This was was around 13 though? Yeah. So you're kind of entering high school in a couple years from now. Yeah. So like eighth grade-ish. That's a tough age for, for a boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I shared a room with my sister up until I was literally 13. My younger sister. Wow. We had bunk beds. (laughs) (laughs) Like straight up. And I turned, it was like eighth grade. And then I was going into, into high school at 14 years old. And I was like, I can't, I can't be sharing a room with like my 10 year old sister. And that was just because like as a, as a kid, as a, a teenage man, boy, hormones and like yeah. the stuff you're into your the stuff your friends are getting into like half your friends have gone through puberty the other half are like still like playing with yeah. action figures yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a weird time to to kind of be a kid i can't imagine what that'd be like if i had to go through a transition like that yeah it was hard there's definitely a bunch of stories that we'll definitely get into but i think the point i want to make is that like like you said off the podcast uh it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I think for me, it was like, it was like you getting cut off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine the type of person I'd be had I, you know, cause I kind of look yeah. at these kids that grew up wealthy and nothing ever happened to them. Yeah. You know? And you're just like, uh, you're not a good person for real. Like it's one, it's one of those <laughs> things. Like it's a, it's a crutch almost, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then when you realize that you really have to fend on your, for yourself yeah, and on your own, like it gives it more of a, it's a, it's a far bigger responsibility um, it's a lot tougher as well, but at the same time, regardless, it just develops tough skin and character. Oh, sure. Like you appre- like you appreciate the smaller things along the way. Oh yeah, you know sure. what I mean. And w- whatever level it gets to, like you're just able to appreciate it differently. Because like, what's something if you've always had it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what's new For about sure. that? Yeah, especially if you've had something and it's kind of taken away. Yeah. Like that's even crazier to me, dude. Yeah. Because so many other times you hear the opposite story, right? You hear yeah. a kid, uh, of people growing up in you know, rough neighborhood, poor neighborhood, and then life eventually getting better. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. It's it's rare to hear the story of, of the reverse. Oh yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's weird. It's so weird in a way. Just like, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a, it's a weird, I don't know what the word is. It's a defect I have where it's like things don't excite me, you know, because a lot of these things I did, you know, you know, seeing like luxurious homes and stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. I go to these places and be like, damn, I grew up in one of these, like, yeah. you know, like trips and, you know, snowboarding. It's more and familiar. All this other stuff. It's, it's so familiar and it's just like I come from this, you know. Yeah. But then I also come from the hood, you know. Yeah. 
Did it change your identity at all? Like internally, the way you, you felt and saw yourself? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I was just one of those, like, I'm telling you, dog, it's, I was a great guy. I was a rich, snobby kid. That, like, <laughs> I feel like, you. Like, I, I didn't understand. I'm like, why are these kids, why do they sag their pants and oh, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I was one of those, dog. Like, man. Showing their underwear. Yeah, I was like, and then, like, man, so many things. You, like, I just, and I, like, that's why it's the greatest things that ever happened to me. I just really encourage you know, or I just want everyone who's like lived a sheltered lifestyle to go to the hood, like go to the these impoverished neighborhoods, these ghettos, learn the people, you know, yeah, they're smarter than you in a lot of ways. Absolutely. You know? And there's reasons, you know, there's reasons they do what they do. You know, there's reasons they sag their pants the way they do. There's yeah. reasons this is, you know, I'm saying you learn these reasons. You're like, wow, you become an experienced person. And that's how, you, you know, diversity. what was that like for you? Actually, you know what? I want to kind of get into your interests earlier on, like developing Right, because you reference like the nerdism a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. what, what were like? Were you a kid that like read voraciously? Like, were you exploring computers when you were young? Like, what? Yeah. So, I think that's that's kind of why I said that made that nerd comment. I just like I did everything on a computer. Computer. Right. I learned computers before I learned really mm. anything, and so you know, I just. Every program, you know, a little bit of a little bit of web design, a little HTML, a little Java, a little CSS, like yeah. just things, you know, just nerd Absolutely. things. I'm, I'm a kid of this generation, you know, I'm yeah. millennial. And uh, you're and you're in one of the epicenter areas, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. The Bay. The Bay. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I was always head of my Photoshop class in middle school, you know, and just you know, I learned how to do all these things on a computer, and that's what helped my music and helped me get to where I am in music. Yeah, musically. But yeah, I was just like a nerd kid. I never went to parties. Friends were like, come out, do this. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm just going to stay home, mm-hmm. work. Which sounds like cliche, but that's really like, yeah, I was dive a nerd, in. you know, like I dove in. This is before YouTube, though, too. No, no YouTube wow. tutorials, like no nothing. Like I was learning, dog. Mm. This was my passion, you know. But yeah, just nerd stuff. <laughs> what, 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 what was the kind of like motivation for you to dive into that? Like what what what, what was... The intrigue. I think, I think, inside maybe even before I kind of knew it, there was a yearning, or I knew that I was gonna do something in entertainment, just something that wasn't a regular job. Yeah. So that's why I really was like subconsciously when I was learning probably how to make websites or how to graphic design. I was sorry about that. I was no learning how to good. do it for myself. You know, I was like, one day I'm gonna need this to be. You like, had. You had. That. Oh, that's what it was. I thought I was probably gonna be like a famous skateboarder or something. Got it. And I think that was my first thing that was like, yeah, I'm going to be a skater, you know? Mm. Um, or I thought I was going to be a rapper, and I just had no idea, you know, how to do that. But I was just like, yeah, I'm going to need all these things. It's it's actually incredible and, like, probably one of the most unique scenarios to come up to date of somebody in their youth that knew they wanted to do something, like, expressive, mm-hmm. yeah. but at the same time, dove into the back end like building the system operational even though it's not like as set in stone but it's like knowing the importance of these types of things and it's going to become necessary one day i feel like usually it's just like dive in and thanks man you know what i'm saying like but but it it starts showing like these are things that you just did because like you found interest in them and you knew that one day it could possibly come to light but like those are things that now play a very significant role in just like your ability to do yeah. what you do and also the 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 ease and the comfort if you will at different stages naturally yeah. you're learning along the way you meet cats that 
have it down far further than you do. You need cats that do things different ways, and it's constant, you know, learning and growth. But yeah. the foundation set, and from the offset, thanks, man. That's incredible. Yeah, for real. What was it like for you? So, so you go in, you you get into West Oakland, you like. What? Like, I feel like that's the more exciting part. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these questions have kind of been about, like, growing up in the hills and stuff. But that's the most exciting part. For real, for real. No, oh, but, yeah. like, it's that's crazy the because part. the hills just set the tone. Like, yeah. and this is the beautiful part because, like, I, it, it's wild because when you said that, I pictured it. Like, you coming in just with a polo on, just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jeans just like, on. yeah, like a preppy kid. Yeah. yeah. And, and then being like, what the fuck are y'all? And then... What was it like when you know damn well the community was looking at you like, who in the fuck is this? Oh, yeah, no. People like legit thought I was like gay. Like, they're like, no, just like <laughs> for real. Flat no, out. No, like, but like the new homies I had made in, you know, West Oakland, like the minute I touched down there, like, yeah. I think they were friends with my older sister at first. You know, she okay. was probably like 17 or something. Mm. And, you know, they probably wanted to do other things with her. But they were like, yo, is your, is your younger brother, he's like gay or something? You know, that's cool. But he's, he's gay, right? And I'm just, she was like, nah, I don't, we don't know yet, but probably not. You know? And, uh, yeah, they, everybody, that was the main thing. Like, oh, he's a fucking nerd or he's gay. Yeah. Don't tell him things. He's a snitch. He's going to snitch. Oh, wow. Did you have wow. trouble making friends? Uh, eh, yeah, in a lot of ways. I mean... The trouble making friends is getting bullied and robbed. That was the wow. trouble making friends. Take us through that. Like it, it sounds like that's what's supposed to happen. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I was just pure Mark. Like you know, like, <laughs> right? like you're coming, like you're coming into West no, Oakland. No, like yeah. all right, let's rob, let's bully him, let, let's do this. No, like uh, you know, looking back on it, yeah. I was pure Mark. Pure Mark. Pure Mark. X bro. marks the X marks the spot. Like just with precision there. Like just knowing nothing about the hood. Like you yeah. guys probably have more urban, you know, hood isms than I do. Like knowing stuff, you know. But I just knew nothing about the hood, bro. It's it funny. Like looking back on it, you know. Like yeah. just what's a Glock? What's this? You know, asking wow. dumb questions. You know. Yeah. Just like yelling them out loud in front of me. <laughs> what's a Glock? Yo, why did he just give you that money? <laughs> For what? You know, just like, <laughs> it was like, bro, just pure mark, man. I don't know. Take us through that a little bit of that that transition, that early, early transition of, yeah. I mean, you're getting Adjusting. robbed, you're getting bullied. Like, Well, the robbed and bullied kind of came more so in high school. Okay. I don't know. For sure. Like 16-ish, 15-ish. Um, yeah, first touchdown in Hood in West Oakland. I think I was on 17th and like, Castro or something, one of these streets. Mm-hmm. I made friends there. They they helped they helped me raise me. I went to fucking tech. That's the first thing. I went to Oakland Technical High School, mm-hmm. and I just remember getting robbed every day. Really? Like I remember at one point I tried to sell weed. A lot of us go through shit like that all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, like, no. and especially it's like a dynamic of as storybook of wealth comes into the hood. Right, but mm-hmm. they couldn't know that you just went through those that two years of just like constant, just literally like move, move, yeah, move, for sure, move, move, and it went from the hills to the hood, but like, yeah, and they're I'm still a, going. It never stopped. The movie never stopped. Yeah, until wow. I, you know, finally gained independence. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just remember being broke, going to tech, mm-hmm. uh, catching the bus, or either walking to school because I had no money. And uh, the money I would get from maybe like my mom or 
anything, you know. I was, I was such a mark. Like, I had so few friends that, like, the real hood niggas would just rob me, bro. And it just <laughs> what it is. Niggas would run through my pockets. And it was, it is what it is, yo. That's what was that like for you? Like, and, and how'd you kind of, like, get through that? With an optimism, or like, it I just didn't even get like, dog. So this is the other part of the story. I just didn't get through it, bro. I, one day I was in class. I think this is like the beginning of eleventh grade. Okay. And I remember I was in this history class, and I don't really like history. It's my least favorite subject. But yeah. Like my my history teacher was so passionate about. I think it was like our folder binder thing. Yeah. And about being organized and like, you know keeping our schedule on tasks or the things we needed. What's that shit called? The planner or something? Yeah, right. And I the remember she, she, was, she was so passionate about it. I just remember like getting up, like picking it up, throwing it in the trash, <laughs> picking up my backpack and walking out. Wow. And that was my last day of school. Oh, man. In life. That's lit. It's fucking lit, dog. That's lit. What was that you think looking back on that moment? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, at that point I was doing music. I think, you know, what is that, 15, 16-ish, yeah. sophomore year? At that point, I was doing music. Um, I was already making beats, everything. And I was just like, yo, I'm going to do something, man. Like, you know. So, hold on. I want to I wanna double back then. I think that was 15. To before that point then. Like, when did, did music become an escape? Like, what, when, when did music start becoming something that you dedicated, like, a lot more time to? So, around, like, 13, right as the transition was happening, yeah. eighth grade. Um I remember it. Um, just a friend I grew up with from the hills. He always played piano because he had piano classes. These are things you do yeah. in suburban life. And uh, <laughs> his mom had bought him this like new like fifteen hundred dollar keyboard. Hmm. This is you know once again what you do <laughs> as you do. And uh, we went over to his house one day and uh, as we do and he was playing on his piano but this piano was like electronic and had drums and all this other cool shit so we split the shit they split the piano in half so that half it played keys and half it played drums i just remember him playing keys and we just added some drums and that was literally the birth the inception of wow. music for mansa and that's what i would consider when i really started doing music like i said i've been rapping and so i kind of started rapping over that mm. and uh yeah that was us creating a beat you know but yeah you know, that's was music for me that's how it started did the, did the music start kind of like coming into the picture like in school like in West Oakland like because like were cats just like busting ciphers? Oh yeah, for sure. I was rapping, but I was like nerd rapping, like rapping like fucking Eminem or uh, <laughs> who else is a nerd rapper? Like not not that Eminem is a nerd yeah. rapper, but he's just like you know he's not rapping about shooting people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just rapping about what I could rap about, which is like how good you are at rapping. When you're like that age, yeah. yo, I'm so sick and I'm sick and I'm yeah. like you know like you're you're yeah, yeah, sick yeah. at rapping because you're rapping about how good you are at rapping. Absolutely, like, yeah, that's really about it. What led like what led up to that moment where you're just like you know what fuck this because like that being your last day like whatever that was with the planner and all that and you just being like you know what. No, yeah, she. You, you did a planner drop. It, well, yeah, I definitely did a planner drop, dog. It wasn't. A, it was one of those things where she was like a mean or evil teacher. She yeah, was just no. so passionate. And I just felt like this was, and because you really needed this planner to like get the work. It was like where everything. And I was just like, that was like the antichrist. And though. it was for me, like you know, this is gonna be the thing. Because if I lose this planner, I'm done. I'm, there's no way I'm passing this class or like anything. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like threw it in the trash. And I was just like, I can't go back now. I mean, I could have probably got it out of the trash, but yeah, you know, <laughs> after that, I was done, dog. You just gave yourself that, you know what, like, let's get after it now. Yeah. What'd your parents think of that? Pretty, oh, man, that was nuts. That was fucking nuts. They were, you know, just on me every day. Like, I think at this point, 
they were just on me every day about what I'm going to do with life. You know, you go through the typical, you know, the fights start about you leaving dishes in the sink. And then it's like, it's it's just nuts. It's just, you know, I was just with Did my they... mom at this point. My mom had divorced, like I said, my father, who was a lawyer. But, you know, it all just kind of makes sense. You know, money starts leaving the house. Things, yeah. Problems just arise. Problems Absolutely. that were never problems before. They just arise. This is how life works, you know. How were you viewing that as a kid? Like, because I feel like you're a very uh, bright human being, right? And naturally, like you, 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 as you grow, you start to understand just the ebbs and flows of life, right? Yeah. As you will. Um, what did that, you know, what did that kind of do to your perspective? Like, whether it's you know in that moment or just like looking back on how it kind of shaped your perspective on 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 these things. Because now you're a creator, right? Yeah. You, I mean, you were growing into a creator, and so. Essentially, the way in which you see and feel the world is, is what you're putting out there. Yeah, you know what I mean, like what what that kind of do to your, to just your framework, if you will. Um, I I definitely see life like I don't know. I just it's an interesting question. I don't know. How did that affect your outlook, right? Of of kind of like seeing these things happen, like seeing the 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 kind of like torrential down, like the downfall. In, in in the scope of because I kind of right, went cool. I kind of yeah. went through this as well. Yeah, Go one, ahead. one thing about me is I think I was always I'm still a square at heart. Like I'm pure square. You oh, know, like I don't do any drugs. Never have. Probably will. Which is like a new change I've made in my outlook that I think I'll probably do drugs. But um, I think throughout this whole thing I was just I never did drugs or I was never a bad kid. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. So I kept my head on straight and I was able to figure this thing out. You know. Got it. But man, you know, like I said, my brother he. he he didn't really, he didn't make it through as well as I did, you know? What do you mean? My brother's, like, still on the street, like, doing nut shit. Really? Yeah. I think he just, he kind of, you know, it was interesting. He kind of fell in love with the hood more than I did. Okay. You know? And he kind of wanted to be that, you know? Because I think he wanted to earn stripes because he was rapping, too. And he was, you know, was rapping with me. And he wanted to, like, and do stuff like that. So he got caught up in, like, doing dumb shit, you know? Yeah. Like, bad shit yeah you know but did, yeah did you ever get um influenced by that or kind of uh challenge yourself with that just to for the sake of maybe fitting in or acclimating or just making friends did mm-hmm. you ever like feel that kind of pressure to to do that type of stuff i mean i definitely did some like some you know questionable things <laughs> yeah definitely you know i think at one point do you guys are you familiar with like the Emeryville Bay Street area? No. Mm-mm. So there's this like shopping mall called Bay Street in Emeryville. Okay. And it's like I think it's relatively new. I don't know if the street actually is new, but the shopping mall district is relatively new. It should still only be like about maybe four, like six years old, something like that. Yeah. And so around the time it was getting built, this is when I was in West Oakland, and Emeryville is right next to West Oakland, and like. We know Bay Street now is like kind of this cop town, you know. You ask anybody, and I think me and my homies running through West Oakland is like part of the big, a big part of the reason that it's known as Copville because we would just go there and just rob everybody. Wild. This is like just yeah, just hitting flocks. Yeah, I think that's the what we would do, just like terrorize, you know. And and that's what's so funny about it. Like me first moving to the hood at twelve, thirteen ish getting robbed and not knowing things and yeah. then growing up 16 17ish robbing people return, you know once return, i return, learned and got it you know favor yeah. almost yeah for sure dog and you know i think 
were definitely a big part of the reason. Like, you know, Everyville was like on super lockdown right yeah. now. So that was just my, you know, fuck shit that I got into. Yeah. Yeah. But you knew that wasn't sustainable, if you will. Like, I, or it wasn't something that you were going to just like run with. I ran with it for a long time. Really? Ran with it for a fucking long time, dog. Cause yeah. I had no way to get money, bro. Mm. Well, because you were you're out of high school at that time, right? Yeah. No, this is probably like yeah, like, in sort of in high school, fifteen. Yeah. That's wild. What was that like? Just like on some like survival of the fittest scenario. Like you, like dog, like like because you like you left you left high school at such a young age. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even on on, on a scenario of like. You know, it's easy for you to go out, run out, and find a job at that age either. No, right? so you know, it was a. Uh, I'm I'm just so blessed in a lot of ways, but uh, I remember one thing I'll say is, <laughs> this is funny. I swear I can't make this up. The high school I went to in sophomore year is called Street Academy. <laughs> it's called Street Academy. You know, it's like this weird continuation school because I fucking failed all throughout my freshman year because I was just distracted with. Yeah. Learning, you know, yeah. learning other things, you know, yeah. learning the hood, learning the streets, you know, learning friends and mm. learning, you know, but um, it's called Street Academy. And they had this program where they had rented this studio or made a partnership with the studio where yeah. and this was like their music class. And the studio, the studio was like down the street from them. It's on 28th and Telegraph for anybody in Oakland. And uh, I, I became, long story short, I became like really good friends and now he's still my mentor today is this director of that studio in Oakland. And I think so at like 15, that saved me, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, even though I dropped out and yeah. was out on the streets, but he gave me, you know, a job and like, I've never had a real job, but he, he allowed, he, he gave me a room in that studio. And then all the things I had learned as a nerd kid, you know, engineering studio engineering i yeah. started to pick that up and i became a studio engineer for like four or five years oh dog. wow that's uh, incredible you know while i was getting it together but like just, yeah you know 15 dollars an hour recording my rapper homies or any rappers that perfect I would, like, yeah you know the start of the start of the grind yeah. but yeah and you know like 15 16 out there and you know oakland run around dodging truancy officers because you still have to fucking deal that's with right like, wow. like this is, i was like really? fucking other, that's right but like i could show you guys a picture i'll pull it up right now but um <laughs> no like wearing ties you know hair braided one day wearing ties the next day <laughs> to know to fit in with you know the worker you know the, the business yeah. district in downtown oakland be you know like going to run this not run the studio but do studio engineering and yeah mm -hmm. he gave me a space to work and record and perfect my craft and i'm you know that's a blessing yeah hold up i'm gonna pull this photo up for you guys Hell i got yeah. like this this is this might put in perspective some things this is me dog with one of my friends dog at fucking like 16 wow yo this is fucking classic <laughs> no it's legendary dog like these are real stories man that's way oh god yeah we're not posting those <laughs> not at all no, not at all <laughs> no these can't go these no, this, this can't that, yeah. that is such a way you had a lion's mane bro oh yeah no i had stupid hair too like yeah you know people who know me yeah you know, i kind of have crazy curly hair but i had crazy hair back then <sighs> That's insane to me. But bro. that was my story. You know, long story short, and we're going to get more into it, but, you know, raised in the hills. Yeah. Learned a lot of great suburban etiquette. Moved to the hood. 
dropped out, did some crazy things in the hood, had to like survive at like 15, 16, basically on my own. Yeah. I had to figure out how to maneuver in the adult world. And, uh, that was that's what, such a that's, young that's age. what this picture is me like wearing you know dodging truancy For like real? I literally i picked up by truancy probably like two or three times and they brought me to like fucking tech or something some school i told them i went to and it's just like it was bad wow that's insane that's just like so come figure that thing out dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. having to figure it out as an adult like damn and also pursuing a creative path, like it's it, yeah, it's gonna be a minute until. I was know. yeah, I was still like at that point I was making my own music and trying to like figure out how to get it out, but like you know putting it up on YouTube and stuff, thinking it was gonna somehow magically blow. You know, I didn't, mm. knew nothing about like promoting music or anything. You know, yeah, it's just interesting because like you grew up, you know, in your suburban side, very much a nerd. Yeah, and for sure. if you stayed there, you probably would have had like, I'm just guessing, you know, a very academic, oh, yeah, high school Maybe. experience. Yeah. Go, sure. you know, kind of go that traditional, conventional route. Yeah. yeah, and to drop out, I mean, to think about it as a kid to drop out of high school at at, at tenth grade, yeah. but with the mind of someone who's had a lot of opportunity and has already. Ex- explored that mind you know what i mean like you've already been on the academic side you have the mind for you 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 could have gone through this path and it's like was that a tough thing to to just chop off and be like look i'm exploring this creative path now knowing that your mind can actually like probably do super well yeah in school well yeah i mean like i said i've probably always known since i was like young that like i wasn't gonna do a corporate job or like in tech or anything like i was gonna be i was gonna be the star of something you know mm. something uh, a reality show skate like i said skateboarding you know maybe even like some graphic designer like mm-hmm. the yeah. most lit artist yeah. there was but like or even rapping or music your everyday gig wasn't gonna be your path yeah for sure yeah so i i knew that since a young age what was it like exploring like the the early stages of like your creative I guess capacity and just the growth, you know what I'm saying? Like just moving and shaking and just developing on and finding different talents within yourself. Um so my sister is actually a classically trained singer. Um <laughs> wow. So she would always sing throughout the house. Got it. Um you know, as as you do when you once again living the suburban life, you get yeah. <laughs> these crazy classical singing lessons. And uh, she could she can sing opera and all this cool shit. But um, she was just always singing out the house. It's really annoying. But I think I really learned how to sing through her. Like you mm. know, and that was a big thing for me. You know, just learning how to sing and write songs. Like somewhere along the path of you know rapping and actually making rap music, I decided I, I kind of like singing. You know, I think auto tune is probably some help in there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it slowly transitioned into what it is now. And it's Mansa. You kind of know him as like the singer songwriter kid that produces and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's really what it was for me, Just finding singing and stuff. Yeah, we, because that that that's kind of a, a whole different move going from being a rapper. Like, because I imagine you probably had like your rap identity. Your kind of path in your mind. Oh where yeah, you're gonna go. don't get me started on the fucking. No, rap let's get let's let's get started on the, the rap yeah, names. Nah, get nah, started nah, on nah, that. Nah. Oh yeah, no, nah, I heard. I was listening to Merce podcast. I think you guys went through like his early rap names. Oh, did yeah. you guys? 
I feel like, yeah, I feel like you guys did. I feel like you brought it up. I feel like, yeah, fuck, I'm not doing it, dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. But there was a phase at, at some point because, I mean, when, you, when you're a rapper, yeah, there's a, a whole thing behind it. it. The image, the approach from the names to the style to your whole character and then moving to singing, um, it's a different thing. It's just a, it's a whole different approach. Was, that, was it organic for you or was it more conscious? Like, were you like, all right, I'm going to sing now, or, hey, this just starts feeling I just good. Think, you know, like, probably 2011 when Drake's, excuse me, Drake dropped, you know, Take Care, and I think that changed, I mean, Drake changed the game, period, by yeah. being Drake, you know? Mm. And I always tell this to people, like, you know, like, no matter what you think of Drake, you kind of have, like, Drake is single. You have to respect Drake it. is single-handedly, like, the reason rappers sing today. Absolutely. You know, like, just really think about that. No, like, for you sure. Know? For sure. Yeah. Like, every, you know, if, yeah. if if a song is on the radio and it's a rap, like, when's the last time there was a number one actual rap song? This is a completely different conversation. But, like, you know, like, I tell you this, like. And it's crazy to think about the time in which he came out and how, like, the time in which how impressionable that was mm-hmm. for you and, and being that young. Like, that's. For sure. It's just like, homie coming up, you looking up like, whoa, whoa, you could do this? Yeah. Like, that was the ultimate hybrid. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Drake. Drake, man. So, yeah. Naturally, you know, when you make those choices creatively that you wanted to sing more, where did it start taking you? Like, what were what were some of the, just like the instances of where it started to just become real in your mind? Because naturally, like, every artist fights for, you know, just opportunities, right? But, like, you're creating and growing and developing. Like, what was what were those early stages like for you? And, like, what were some of the experiences that just kind of, like, really allowed you to keep, like, treading forward? Damn, dog. This shit, it was shit until, like, you know, I moved to L.A. or, like, started kind of popping off in the Bay. You know? Like, it was shit, dog. Like, selling beats mm-hmm. to rappers, engineering yeah. rappers. Like, that's literally all I did and just kept dropping music until something hit, you know, for me that was like, okay, I cannot do this. I can, you know sell beats for a higher price i can like do different things you know but yeah we living at home am i living at home? no where are you living at home was i i don't know where i was living i was just living at my homies houses bouncing around from mm-hmm. like 16 plus because at that point you know like it's, that's the natural path of things like your mom just stops supporting you because yeah. like it's just like you know you're dropping out of school you're doing yeah i can't yeah. support this yeah <laughs> for real yeah because they're like if you're gonna make it you're gonna make it without this out yeah kind yeah. of sort of hoping that it's like okay fuck it i came to my senses i'm coming back no yeah i never to this day i've never come back you know yeah i feel like when you dropped that planner it was like all right it's on like we're gonna, oh yeah no it was a, it was a star what do you call it it's like a vendetta like to her i love my mom but it's just like i just i have to prove to everyone you yeah. know that i man i really have to prove to everyone because it was a big thing you know like you come from like a semi, you know, a good family, you know. Yeah. It's, oh, I heard little man, he dropped out of high school. It's like, what the fuck's going on with him, you know? Like, even all my siblings completed high school. Even though my brother's probably more of a yeah. fuck up than I am. But like, he completed high school, you know? Like, what's going on with Manson? Yeah. Like, and it's just like, I was a good kid. I was a good kid and a smart kid, you know? Like, Manson's yeah. not doing crazy shit. But I was just like, you know, I'm done with high school. Because it wasn't paying me. I'm getting fucking bullied and robbed every day. I'm spending money to get here on the yeah. bus and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, dog, I need some money. I need to do something, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Because when you think of it, it's, it's, it's so wild to to leave high school 
yeah. because it, even a high school education at least can like get you a job, right? For sure. Like yeah. there's there, nothing. Like the I would be if I I would be like Yo, I'm I'm not dropping out of high school just so I could at least have something to fall back on. And I think it was such a bold move that you did that because you had such a clear path yeah. of what you wanted to become. Yeah. But there, I think there also takes like a, a level of, of being fearless with that and really not having a backup. Yeah. No, yeah, no like back. It, it's point. one thing not to go to college. Yeah. You know, because even now to compete <laughs> yeah. with jobs, like the college education is just like you, you, you're not even getting your resume through the door to just get a normal job, you know? Yeah. But when you're leaving at 10th grade, you bet. It that, that's it. There, 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 there is no safety net. It's, you, it's you, you still all or nothing, dog. Like, yeah. I'm, it's still, it's still, it the is same all or thing, nothing. Man. For Hopefully real, for I real. I can come back here one day and say, you know, I fucking made it and I did it and I got six platinum plaques you know you but, better fucking believe yeah that. no it's still it's still all or nothing dog but i think in a way like fuck that you know just for a second because yeah, sure. even even this this choice that you made to do this and, and take that step from high school and go through this this path and start that is a big fucking step to yourself yeah. because regardless if you get those six platinum plaques or nothing you did and set out to what you want to do which yeah. is way more than most people do and not to judge most people no, yeah absolutely yeah. but i didn't do that i wouldn't fucking ever do that yeah first, first of all my, my parents would like smack the shit out of me but second yeah. of all like i'm like well I'm, and that's I what need, it was i need you know? more of a safety net like it's literally what it is like your mom's slapping the shit out of you yelling at you every day and yeah but the difference is you're not you're just you have it said in your mind you're not going back yeah you're like deaf to that noise. And you have it set in your mind. You're not going to go get a regular job, you know? It kind of reminds me. Like, like, you know, my mom pressured me to go work anywhere, you know? And I was just like, I had, for some reason, I just had it set in my mind. I kind of still do. Not as much because I'm, you know, I'm all right now. I'm yeah. an adult, you know, paying rent and shit. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, no, I'm not getting a regular job. Like, I'm I'm not going to work at McDonald's. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Like, I, I had it set in my mind. Like, yo, 100% of my time has to be set into this music or I'm not going to make it. Reminds me of like uh, Travis Barker, mm-hmm. you know he uh, is always a drummer. But the reason why he's um, all tatted up and started getting all these tattoos because it was his way of basically oh like trying saying, not to get like, a job. Yeah, like I'm gonna make sure yeah like, motherfuckers are not hiring me. Yeah. Now I have a homie and, like that. He's actually my roommate. He uh, we met like probably like a few months ago. Became really good friends. But he has like. FL Studio, like you guys know what that is, like a beat making program. That's uh-uh. what like people make beats on. Mm-hmm. He has it tatted on his hand, and he's like, "Yo, I got this." So like, if I'm ever filling out a job application or anything, I can just look at it with the hand that I write with. Word. And it's like, nah. <laughs> takes a, no, it takes it takes a different level of commitment that, um, honestly, like I I personally will never know. And <laughs> yeah, regardless of like what you, yeah. I mean, and that's not to say other people can do amazing yeah. great things it's just like that's just a different level of commitment when you're saying like oh i'm 100 percent doing this because where are you going to get money what if it doesn't pop off you and, know? That, and that's and that you have to have supreme belief supreme belief even in your yeah. ability because at the end of the day the only person holding you accountable is you at that point yeah. you know what i mean it, it, it's, it's not like yeah you know we're doing music you got some money in the bank and you're just like chilling like, yeah we're doing music if you're not doing, if you're not working towards music, you're not getting towards your angle. You know what I'm saying? And you you can't do it. Yeah. yeah. It's literally all or nothing. Yeah. And you're standing 
What what brought the move to LA about? Like what was the what was that I moment? I only moved to LA like a year ago. I mean, I just felt like at this time my manager Brett had moved to LA, you know, Brett and uh I don't know if he's still out here. He might still be out here. Yeah. But um he had moved probably like three months before I did. Okay. And then at this point we had we were living together in North Oakland and obviously like our little situation there was like not the house was about to be up for some reason. Like somebody yeah. else bought the house and we ought to be out of there. But um, I don't know. I was just like, I don't really have anywhere to go. Like, I'll just go to fucking L.A. Wow. And it all worked out. Yeah. But that, that was, and I'm just like, I mean, clearly L.A. is the land of opportunity. You know? Straight up. When did you evolve into like finding yourself as a singer versus just going from like rapper to singer? Like, okay, this is the person I want to be. And when did that momentum start creating for you? probably stopped rapping at like 18 realistically and i became okay so here you guys get a rap name now manny phantom you want to google manny phantom some good things will come up bro manny, manny phantom, phantom baby <laughs> yeah, manny there you phantom. go yeah shout yeah. out to manny phantom yes yeah no manny phantom was lit but uh manny phantom kind of did this rap singing combo thing word and that's what kind of started getting me like that's how i met murph murph knows manny phantom lit uh you know, Pilo knows Manny Phantom. You know, I'm Sue knows Manny Phantom. You know, just the local like people yeah. in my city that or my area that were just like these are the big dogs. These are people I look up to, and yeah, that got me in the scene. Pretty much. What, what was that like for you, like in the scene? Because the Bay is robust, and like yeah. right now, the Bay is. You know, shout out to Low and shout out to Paulo. Just last year, you know what I'm saying? Last year, yeah, they no, weren't fucking with the Bay, up, man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's but it's wild because. You know, HBK been doing it, right? Yeah. And like all, like the y'all had like this community of artists that have been kind of coming up together, yeah. right? And at at different times, different ones popping, and that's just the nature of of the culture. What was that like for you when you, when you know Manny Phantom started touching just the scene and just you know being around the cats that were doing it? I was surreal, man. Like I thought I was a fucking superstar because I am oh. soon knew who I was, you know? Yeah. And I'm still, you know, like a good friend to this day. Like he's, it's just like it's 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 kind of surreal. Like still, even like you know, Hell I hang yeah. with Sue. You know, Hell so, yeah. Because I call Sue or I'm at a party and like I get to hang with Sue. You know, like <laughs> I'm one of those guys. Like I'm never too cool to be a fan too. Like I'm absolutely, just, man. Like I am Sue's. Like I put him on Bay Area around Mount Rushmore, dog. Like you know, for real. Like I'm fucking without a shadow of a doubt, bro. Yeah. Mm. That's incredible. So when did you start to get immersed in that in that community and in cuz you you had to have like some level of talent for these people to fuck with you. Yeah, for sure. And well, me and Pilo probably have like 20 hits stashed away that really? we don't even know what we're going to do with, you know? Mm. Like they're probably sitting on his computer somewhere. He's but like beats and hooks and stuff. We have so much work that, you know, needs to come out, but yeah. And were you performing regularly at that point? Uh, Manny Phantom didn't do, you know, it's funny third person thing. Shut up. I was like, shout out to Manny Phantom. Manny Phantom, I feel you. Manny Phantom was, uh, the biggest thing Manny Phantom probably did as far as performance, he opened up for Post Malone one time. Shout out to Talib. He's this cool, just cat from my city, promotes and throws shows, but he put me on the list. Oh, that's funny. I was opening up for Mark too. Well, I was an op- we were all opening up for Post. This is when Post just popped off. This is like two, three years ago, I want to say. Yeah. And, uh. I was third before uh, 
before post. So it was me. It was me, then Marky Basie, then post, you know? Mm. And this is before Marky Basie even became a yeah. big thing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mark. He's cool. Shout out to Mark. But yeah. That's, that's, that was probably the highlight of Manny, Manny Phantom performances. Word. So Manny Phantom is getting some love, though, in, in being among the community. Why, yeah, he why, was able why to make sell the, some tickets. Why make the switch? Why... Why, why become Mansa? Why give deuces to to Mr. Manny Phantom? Because Manny yeah. Phantom was still like very urban. My sound will always like kind of be urban. Yeah. But um, Manny Phantom was making some urban shit that was just like a little too urban. Word. And he was still figuring it out. And I think there was a few songs I put out that at the time I was just like, I can't have anything tarnishing my brand. I don't want people to look this up. And so now I'm just I'm already, I'm super particular about what I put out. Yeah. That's why I don't put out a lot of stuff, you know. Um, and I just said, all right, redo it one more time, you know, because mind you, there's there's probably a good two, three other rap names eras. I've been doing this for a long time, you know, since like 13. I think I put my first song out at like 14, like literally. <laughs> so almost 10 years now, you know what I'm saying? There's a few other rap names that got passed up, but um, I, I said, okay, I'm gonna redo it one more time, and uh, I was feeling like, and this is, I think, when Kaylani was starting to pop, mm-hmm. and uh. I was like, man, I'm I'm a big Kalani fan. Shout out to Kalani, and uh, I was just like, I need to be me. Just like, just the name of my birth certificate, and I was like, I'm Mansa. I said one day, I said I'm Mansa. Dropped the song when I turned 21. On my 21st birthday, I dropped my song "Uncomfortable" in it. It it did 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 it good. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I remember Brett hitting me like blowing me up. Like, bro, you need to hear this record. You need to hear this record. Yeah. Sent it to me, like, before y'all put it out. So he's like, bro, tell me what you think about this record. Tell me what you think about this record. <laughs> and I literally, I heard it, and I was like, bro, y'all got one. Y'all got one. Yeah, no. We, it's, it's like, sad. shout out to the fact that it was Manny Phantom blossoming in the Mansa. Like, yeah, bef- for sure. You know what I'm saying? But it's it, that was an incredible joint. Thanks, man. I want to dive into, like, your... <laughs> It's incredible to see, the, to, to, to just even think that it's like you've been putting damn near 10 years into this. Yeah, man. Still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and from the onset, it was like young boy just giving it his all. For sure. Like in the most literal of senses. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's, you know, it gets you down sometimes. You see these like, you know, 17-year-olds popping or these 18-year-olds popping. But you get past that because you're just like. Everyone's time is their time. Everybody has their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For real. What's the outlook like for you right now? Like what what where's where's your mind at? And like what's what are you what are you looking towards and just forward to? Just in general. I'm looking forward to, you know, right now. Yeah. Putting out more music, you know, doing this thing, dog. I've been working on a few cool projects that I can't necessarily speak about, but Awesome. Yeah. But as far as me, I'm working on like an album and finishing that up and getting dropped with you know working with a few labels figuring it out man awesome keep keep going dog like you know that's about that's what it's about you have to the only thing we can do is put our next foot in front of the other yeah you know what i mean and walk forward (laughs) do you do you feel you as as mansa um in terms of being an artist do you feel this is somebody that's truly you and your persona versus a character that you're trying to be uh, I, I kind of go back and forth with that a lot. Sometimes I feel like Mansa has to be a character. Um, 
Because even still, I mean, when you decide to make your artist name your real name, yeah, it starts to become foreign. It's like a weird thing where you see it on paper or you see it on a flyer and you're like, it doesn't feel like you. Yeah. It's a weird thing. But um, what was I going to say? That's it, interesting. It, it's a trippy thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's really trippy. I'd never had that problem being Manny Phantom. But um, I, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth between that because obviously my thing with life is now I want to be me, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I want to do podcasts and interviews and stuff like this you know and yeah because i just want people to know who i am you know mm. as a person because i feel like that's way i feel like mansa the person is way cooler than mansa the artist you know absolutely i don't know but then it's i understand what appeals to people and then maybe i sometimes do have to write a great story because at the end of the day that's what i am doing is art and you know storytelling and music and all these things you know yeah you know, i mean it. the two of them are separate entities but i feel like it's just like the closer the more comfort one has in each of those entities yeah. and knowing their uniqueness yeah. mm-hmm. and knowing the, the the fact that they each support one another. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when it starts really becoming... But, uh, you know, I started this thing out with, okay, I'm going to be Manson now and it's just going to be me, pure me. But then I even realized, like, nah, there has to be a difference between Absolutely. who I am and this real nerd I am inside and, you know, Mansa, the guy that has to be cool and wear designer shit, you know? Does there, though? That's a that's a weird ah, one. Does there? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I still both, battle with it. Yeah, I no, because I, I, I get both sides of it. It's just, what is more cool though? If you really break it down, like, unfortunately, and this might be the unfortunate part. I don't, I don't know if the world, I don't, I don't know. I think the world has decided. At the end of the day, they probably like this designer shit, you know. Yeah. But I've met tons of artists in the industry whose names I obviously won't say, you know, but uh, platinum artists, you know, sure. charting artists, big artists. And in person, they're just not this guy. Oh, and I'm course. not saying that to diss them like, oh, you ain't living your raps. I'm not one of those guys. But it's just like in person, some people are just like the coolest dudes who you just like can actually talk about like what Elon Musk is doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, about with, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? And but then in their music, they're like pull up hop out shoot i get the hybrid i feel like we live in in also like a very special time of just with social media you can be more you even though in a lot of ways you can literally have as much control to show your highlight reel at any time yeah. of hey I, and even you, and even freely create an identity yeah you could curate it and create it and show and that's what exactly what you're tailoring to the world but at the same time you could also show a lot of your personality and who you are and I like it's just an interesting question because I don't know either. Like yeah. from the artist standpoint, you're obviously looking at like your image and branding and your demographic and who you're relating to yeah. and like what shit you're talking about. And on the other hand, what do your fans really want? I think it's like this self. Yeah, it's like what do the people want versus what you you know yeah actually are and what you want. You know, I mean, yeah, it's it, it is great if you could kind of you know marry those two together and find a cool like middle ground, but um. Uh, it's just an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I, especially as you develop I, as I, know, I just know these artists can't be this way, you know. Yeah, but that's okay. That's why it's art. It doesn't always have to be the actual yeah. truth. Absolutely, no, for absolute sure. Truth. I mean, look, like there's human beings, and then there's the artists. Yeah, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, it's a creation, and that's what this thing is about. Yeah. The human being, you know. There's absolutely the person and the persona. For sure. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Professor Rauschi. Uh. 
what's the reservation about um or what's kind of like that battle like for you just with the true mansa or like just the nerd the the intricacies of mansa and just yeah. the the i guess the looking at it from the scope of what they may want and they may be like the fans or the people or just like being astute and aware of you know your audiences and the game that you're in what's that what's that kind of conversation like within your head uh i think it it's a conversation that happens a lot you know while i'm writing these songs you know Mm. and uh you know sometimes i'm writing something and i'm like oh this is so real but like i don't think anyone's really gonna feel me because this is something only I know about or only I would really get or yeah. people like myself would get. And then I look out into the world and I'm like, how many people like me actually? That's like probably one of the most self-referential things I can say in very conceited. But you, you look and you're like, nah, people want to hear, yeah. you know, designer. <laughs> when I say that, I'm just talking about designer clothes. I you know what I'm saying? That. But I'm just like, <laughs> you know, how no, many for people sure. can relate to me, you know, who I really am. I mean, there are definitely aspects of me that I feel like a lot of people can relate I feel to. like there's also, like, uh, on the same token of knowing what they want, there's also that token of, you know, putting that out there and seeing if they gravitate towards That's it That's true, also. man. Maybe I need this. Right? Okay. Like, if you're not going to take that shot, then... You miss 100% of the yeah. shot you don't take. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? In that regard, yeah. stating it as fact is one thing, but just, like, exploring if it is is another. Like, you have endless, you know ability and access like if that's even a thought like why not even just and and the funny thing is it's like it's not going to be broadcast like ladies and gentlemen this is the me me song yeah yeah i mean you're gonna put it out and see what the reception is at the end of the day it's a record put out right but you won't know if it's if it's well received and it's actually the 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 little like whatever the quirks are that you want to put into it that feels more you know i guess at one with you yeah you you won't know until you you get that you know feedback at the end of the day. I feel you, Doug. We often say, you know, what's the uh, the fans, the people that are really really into you, they would love to hear this side. I don't know, and that's why I'm trying to get it out there for people that care. You know. Yeah. But the the, the craziest shit is is like I, what what I love about the artist's journey is that it's like such a bal- like a balance and a battle between. Mm doing it for me and doing it for my fans because mm. it's, it's a constant tug of war yeah. right because on one end an artist is creating from their perspective yeah. right and on another end you also know that you have fans or people that look up to you in this that or, or that are touched by your music and as it keeps getting bigger and like when we start thinking about audiences growing and touching more people or like we charting on billboard or whatever what have you it's one of those things where you know, it's going to be a constant fight of, of who am I doing this for? Because yes, it's it's a mu- it's music and it's creative, yeah. but there's also the music business, oh, right? Man. It's a fact that songs are written like, look, the palette is this way. And yeah, that's a whole other It's going to go this way. We're going to touch on this, and it's just going to be digestible. Then yeah. there are those that are super eclectic and creative, yeah. and some of them break off, and it becomes like. A wave. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's right. a whole nother side. Like I was saying earlier, the business is like a whole nother. There's the music, then yeah. there's the music business. Yeah, music is a thing. A... It's an art. It's a bunch mm. of stuff. Music business is, is a motherfucker. It's yeah, man. It's nuts, dog. Yeah, for lack of a better word. But I think uh, I think that's a good point you made. Like 
there's formulas of making music that yeah. work as yeah. business models. Like, yo, this is what we know works. This form, like literally this order of hook yeah. chorus mm-hmm. verse thing works. Or, you know, occasionally there's like these eclectic songs that pop, you know, I think, but there's a lot of eclectic shit that just And the stays, wild shit is, bro, is that there's you know? like fucking millions of formulas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just there's there's not one set road in this game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like there's there's teams and artists that come in and just shift the shit on its ass and that's because they may have Oh yeah, and that's 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 those are the greats when yeah. you can when you can redefine the model, which yeah. is obviously what I think Drake's done. Absolutely. People he like did. Drake, people like who else? Maybe even, you know, obviously Jay-Z and Wayne and all the other greats. Yeah, I, yes, Wayne's. I great, think the whole, sure. <laughs> I, I think the whole like love Renaissance camp and like Rory yeah. and Black. And, yeah, exactly. Like, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Have for really sure. Come in and just like weekends, huge one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What can we, what can we be looking forward to from you? What are you excited about right now? What am I excited about right question. now? Like, what do you, what do you, what, what's got you, what's got you? In that zone of like, look, like I'm not sleeping. I'm in the studio. Like, what, what's in in this moment? What, what's really just like giving you that? I'm really excited about my next project that I'm gonna drop. Incredible. However, I'm more excited about what I'm working on right now, which mm. is not necessarily myself. And this is, you know, this is not a this is not a name drop. I'm just purely excited about this. I'm working with this artist named Tory Lanez. <laughs> Stop. He, nah, he's 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 a great guy. Tori's a mo- like yeah. that I met. Beast. Yeah. Nah, he's a great guy that I met, and uh, he fucks with my music and what Incredible. I do. Incredible. And uh, as I met him, you know, I actually wasn't necessarily a fan of him when I met him. Yeah, I'd heard of him obviously, and mm. you know what he's done. But then I really dove into who he was as a person. Yeah, and the music he makes, and he's he's a great guy, and he just, yeah. he makes and and so this next his next album is gearing up for release in probably the next month. Mm. and he's you know about to drop a single in about a week that i worked on and Incredible. i'm all over this album working in different capacities and areas and unbelievable i'm really excited about that and he's that's one of I'm my favorite awesome. artists really out right now tight. yeah tight no because he's he like literally like this to, next album is gonna make him one of the like i genuinely he, believe bro he, he's okay i'll put it to you this way He's single-handedly one of the greatest performers that we have right oh, now. He's a great performer, mm-hmm. dude. Great like that performer. motherfucker, like, literally will touch and crush a stage mm-hmm. like nobody else. Like, the art of performing live is something that's, like, very paramount, especially in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And he has it down pat. And his versatility is insane. Like, bro, like, yeah. tor- <laughs> like the Chicks tape, and then you got, yeah. like, the I Told You So's, and, like, the, now, trust me, I've, I've met a, a bunch of bigger names than Tori yeah. or like, you know, just just bigger people. And yeah. he's my favorite person. That Incredible. That's, you know, awesome, an man. industry name. He's, he's, Incredible. Yeah. He's a really great guy, too. Yeah. Bro. Great guy. That, and that's and that's what makes it that's what makes it work. Like at the end of the day, you could put young artists and big name together or, or big name yeah. and big name. Like cats got to fuck with each other on a personal level if they're going to create great work together mm-hmm. no great guy speaking of performing he took me on tour his tour they just got off of with future and mm. amigos and uh 
I just did like a few California or all the California dates because, you know, he hit me up when he was like, yo, you want to do the California dates with me? I didn't do any performing, but I was literally just the homie on road. And it was a. Uh, How was, was that? It was just fun. To, I still have the badge. Like, you see this? I, <laughs> I keep feel it you. Oh, yeah. uh, the future tour, like the, uh, what is it? What was this called? The uh, Nobody Safe Tour. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, man, it's hectic. This tour is awesome, man. I, and that's, I'm, a, and I'm that's a big body yeah. tour. Yeah. I'm excited to go on tour for myself now, one day, you know? Awesome. It's a slow grind, though, I heard. Yeah. Mm. It I is. I mean, yeah. G tells me about the tours he had to do early, yeah. you know, in a van, you know? And I'm yeah. ready for that. I might have to get, you know, work my way up. Straight up. Van, sprinter, tour Ab- Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you out there, like, rehearsing? Just doing that, just getting the feel for it, the taste yeah, for it? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of rehearsing, you know, in studio and, and uh, practice spaces. Working on music, but I, you know, I haven't done any shows as Mansa yet because I just have two songs out, and I don't yeah. want to be the guy that goes and performs two songs, you know. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting to kind of just like go through this with you, and and getting to you know know little intricacies and little just like details about your journey on road even now, right? Yeah. It makes somebody really appreciate a person, and and you. You're the type of dude that, you know, I'll tell you this right now. Like, you have an incredible character. Thanks, man. You know <laughs> appreciate it. For real, for real. And, like, you just, I'm super excited to hear. And and this is me knowing that you take such, it's so important for you. Yeah. In, and I respect why we didn't go through the different names that you had. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I feel like the names that you've had and, and what you've come to, it's like chapters in a book. Yeah, that for you've sure. closed. Right. For sure. And now as 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 the writer of your history, like writing your story, like we have the Mansa book open. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and, it, and it's like I feel like Book of Mansa. Yeah, the Book of Mansa. <laughs> book I, of Mansa. I feel like, you know, you're still going through your preface. You know For what sure. I mean? Yeah. And I've dropped a couple of things along the way and it's just it's it's gonna it's gonna be extremely beautiful to see uh how the book reads. As it goes, you know what I'm saying, and I can't wait for the project that you have work on with with Tori to come out. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for your project to come out. Yeah. So that the the, so the breadth the breadth of Mansa before the end of this year for sure. Lives. Oh wow! No, oh, yeah, for sure before the end of this year, Mansa awesome. music, Mansa projects, Mansa videos. You know, maybe something. Incredible. Like that. There you go. Incredible. Yeah. You excited for that? I'm pretty excited, dog. Yeah. Yeah, man. I've been a. Uh, Recording at Record Plant. Awesome. Beautiful place. Best studio I've ever been to. It's awesome. It's got like a... It's got... It's fucking, a vibe, bro. No, it has to be a vibe. And I don't... Man, Record Plant, best studio I've ever been to. It has basketball in the booth. Mm, yes. Yeah. And yeah. it has like a gym and it has a pool table and like... It's a legendary Fucking place. like... Yeah, it's like... It's so awesome. many so many great records been yeah. throughout those walls, man. I just think like someone like you who who's gone through kind of the the trajectory that you had and had the life that you had i'm just curious to hear the music that you're putting out yeah you know and whether it's like the mansa character or the mansa person oh yeah no lately i've well just interrupt i've started to let definitely the mansa person bleed through my music a little more i mean it was always like i wanted to make relatable stuff like i think that's why uncomfortable is so you know, connected with so many people because it's relatable, it's vulnerable. Yeah. But there's some real, like, maybe, like, some nerdy stuff, like, I'm throwing in my music that I'm working on right now, you know? Mm, that's, awesome. like, real Mansa, you know? Hell yeah. 
realer Mansa. It's mm-hmm. always real Mansa. <laughs> the realer realer Mansa for sure. Um, yeah, there's like some nerdy stuff, some some hometown references, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know. I was always scared to touch that kind of like. I mean, if anyone knows my music, it's not like Bay Area music. You yeah, know? It's definitely not. But um, you know, it's getting there. I also think you have a lot of stuff to draw from. I'm I'm excited to listen to to your new project. Thanks, everything man. Thing you're doing. Well, yo, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, man. Thanks you know for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Came, for, yeah, I'm, I'm, excited. I'm really glad you came in here and just like shared Mansa with us. You know what I mean? It's just a this is a beautiful thing. Yeah, and we like to look. We like to to think of this as like chapter one, like first yeah. album. So I'm I'm excited to to when you're back on here. Oh, for sure. With those six platinum plaques, I'll be back, man. dog. We yeah, have, we got more things to talk about. Yeah, you know? we do. Yeah, more things to get into, man. More stories to tell. We most definitely more stories do. to make. You feel me? Yeah, mm. and you're gonna be making them. Yeah, we're just gonna be running back through them. Mm-hmm. Definitely, dog. Thanks for having me. Man. Love. Thank you, bro.